Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. So, as the United States presidential election gets a little closer, and uh, get further down the road of, you know, going through with it, you know, we're, we're going to leave it to a vote, you know. The guy that currently has the post of president is clearly and obviously in every metric that one would use to gauge whether someone is worthy of being president or leader of people in any way. Clearly by any metric that you would measure a president by, he, he fails on all of those. You know, abused his power, racist, sexist, incompetent, you know. Um, and may very well have been involved in criminal activity before and while during presidency. Um, it should have not. It shouldn't have been allowed to come this far. A. He should never have been nominated by a major political organization. Um, B. When he wasn't voted by the people, and by a lot, he lost the vote. The vote by a lot. If we have the Electoral College as some sort of confirming of the popular vote, okay, that's fine. Do you, the electoral voters, abide by what the people of your state said? Yay or nay? You agree? Okay. You confirm the results of the election? Okay. So in a state where 51% of the people voted for, you know, Clinton, then Clinton gets 51% of the votes in that respective state, because that's what the citizens of the state said. But, no, but that's not what happened. Um, quite a few states where it was really, really close, but Trump got 100% of the vote, even though that's not what the people said. And Hillary Clinton as the inverse, of course, in some states as well. Um, neither candidate won a hundred percent of the votes. None of them, even in the so-called red or blue states. There's always people that are not in the, you know, one of the two colors states. You know, if it's a red state, there's people that vote blue. Blue states, people that vote red and, and other. But uh, none of that was reflected in the vote. But when you get a situation where you have someone that should not be nominated, pretty clear and obviously, it's just kind of you know, he was a personality, and he was running for president as a publicity stunt to try to help promote his company. That was, you know, now we know specifically why. It was kind of hemorrhaging money. That means losing money at a massive rate. Uh, he was heavily, heavily in debt. Hundreds of millions of dollars. And he, he personally owes over $400 million dollars over the next four years. Why does he want to be president? Oh, yeah, the, the two things are very much related. Does it have anything to do with making America great? Well, no. Of course, it depends on what your definition of great is. It could be whatever you want to be. If, if your idea of the greatness was the 1950s, sure, that's what great means. To believe whatever you want. For Trump, it's the 1980s. That's when he was like high on the hog and 
you know, and, and doing really well, although not really, but it just, it looked that way at the time, sorta, kinda, like he was very famous. And he wasn't really, he wasn't really forced to be accountable for anything. He could just be a con man and just kind of keep going with the same shtick because there's always a sucker born every minute. So there's always people that would be willing to buy his schlocky, stupid things or, you know, throw money down to get a, pay for a seminar from Trump. There's always people that didn't know, you know, but when you're, that's, that's the nature of a capitalist society. Buyer beware. Buying and buying stock in Trump is a bad investment, <laughs> you know. That will not get you a positive rate of return. Uh, you're you're going to lose money. And for some investors, uh, it's the rare, very rare type of investment when they invested in Trump where they, they may have lost everything. You know, usually if you lose, you, you don't lose like 100% of your principal. But, uh, you know, for some people that made the mistake of investing in Trump, but very well did happen. They lost all of the money that they gave to him. None of it came back. You know, some of them, they got some back after they had to sue him. Of course, they had to hire attorneys and all that. But, <clears throat> but it's, you know, you know, that guy that was famous for that kind of stuff, a, a famous con man, famous for being a con man. I mean, that's that's how far we've sunk as a society. You know, and it's certainly not people marching in the streets protesting, you know, the encroaching state. That's the problem. You know, it's not, you know, left-wing terrorist organizations. N no. No. It's people being blinded by gold. <laughs> you know, being blinded by luxurious toys and thinking that the people that have them must be righteous. Not necessarily, you know. Trump is what he is. And if you refuse to believe that he's a con man, that's your loss. You, you don't win by voting for him anyway. Even when all evidence makes pretty clear what he truly is. You don't win. It's, it's not going to happen. That's not why he's the president. That's not a goal of his. He has no concern with making the lives of regular people better. Or even stabilizing it, for that matter. You know, 200,000 plus people have died. He's kind of indifferent. He has vast power and abilities to do certain things with the position he has, and he just doesn't want to do it. He was willing to give federal aid to the cruise line. Year, you know, several months back, you know, their profits were going to be dipping a bit. You know, the, the head of that cruise line company had given Donald Trump a bunch of money for his campaign, so he was sure to make sure that cruise line of his got some money. The other thing the Trump organization has done is Trump has used COVID relief money to try and get a ad campaign going sort of promote Trump's response to COVID. Like 300 million spent on marketing. <laughs> like how many 
how many different like very specific supplies and materials and things needed to respond directly to corona could have been gotten with 300 million dollars you know but trump's only focus is getting reelected and the best thing he can do in his mind is not to try and tackle the corona head on and to do something about it it's to try to send out messaging saying that everything is okay and nothing is wrong just go about your lives pretend like it's not real that's his that's his sort of way of dealing with it it's just it's too much of a burden for him you know he's just you know he just wants to get reelected so he can avoid being charged for crimes that he may have committed insurance fraud tax fraud and uh, campaign finance violations uh, with the campaign finance violation the co-conspirator in that particular case Michael Cohen Trump's former personal attorney uh, went to jail and wrote a book while in jail and Michael Cohen did the things he did at the request of Donald Trump so criminal justice system has a policy though of not charging sitting presidents with a crime so yeah somehow though the news keeps talking about these gosh darn undecided voters like I get I get getting a little apathetic and kind of a little indifferent to the process but you gotta get off your ass okay like when presented if, if you're gonna present the premise these are the two options and you're just gonna pretend like the other people running for president that the news isn't talking about just aren't running you're just gonna accept the premise a or B well then choose a or B which one okay make a choice it's your obligation as as a citizen okay if you choose not to do anything then nothing does indeed happen if you don't do anything on the down ballot races if you, if you just sit on the sidelines and do nothing then nothing will change but in 2016 Donald Trump became president so presented with the two options really you're still undecided Joe Biden or Donald Trump you can't tell the difference between the two people neither is better in your mind just because Joe Biden isn't the optimum perfect candidate he's not the person I was hoping to vote for I was really hoping for Bernie Sanders but it didn't happen shrug it off and move on undecided doesn't make any sense that wh what does that mean what what do you undecided about whether or not to give a shit okay like of the two which one is better <laughs> you know like there, there's plenty of information out there to to find a very real answer to it they are two very different types of people uh, carry themselves in a much different way have a much different code of ethics code of morals uh, an entire ethos as a person which one do you pick Trump or Biden now if you reject the whole premise well there's other people running for president too so pick one of them if you just can't stand the idea of Joe Biden is somehow just as bad as Trump but that doesn't make any sense <laughs> you know like Trump is, is just I mean 
his performance at the debate the other day should just that should do it. It's just it's just embarrassing, you know. It's not how <laughs> a person with that level of importance in the job that that's not how they should carry themselves. You know, imagine someone acting like that in a job interview. I mean, as if someone's asking a question, they just like interrupt them or something, and just or like if it was a group interview. I've done group interviews before. Where the panel will ask one person a question. They're asking them specifically. You don't get to just chime in when it's not your turn. It's just... Yeah. He's just got kind of a one-track mind. And we got to find a way to move on from this, you know? Like, if you do nothing, it only gets worse. Like, Trump's base, they're solid. Um, some are, I personally think that some are going to dwindle off over the next month or so, but, and there's a good chance that Joe Biden may very well give an ass whooping of a lifetime to Donald Trump, and that would be awesome, but it's not guaranteed. Donald Trump needs to lose by a lot. There cannot be any doubt to it. We need to fully and emphatically reject fascism. So that's another way of presenting it. You undecideds. If you're undecided, so what if fascism takes over? Do you do you want fascism? Yay or nay? Let's get it let's break it down more simply, since you're still so undecided. Trump is a fascist. He's trying to promote fascism, an authoritarian state, where the ruler has all authority. Uh, without any consequence whatsoever, can rule as long as he wants, and can use the state to violently oppress any sort of dissent whatsoever. Are you an okay on, on that sort of thing? Do you support that? If no, <laughs> well then obviously you're not voting for Trump. Now, Biden does not represent fascism. He doesn't represent socialism either. In fact, many of the people on the left, like myself, progressive people, aren't really that excited about Joe Biden because he's pretty moderate. He's kind of right in the middle, maybe even a little slightly right of center. He's not a socialist. I mean, got to come up with different ways to insult the left, the Republican pundits, because, like, it, they're so off sometimes. It, it's just like, what are you talking about? He's got a D next to his name. He supports a certain... You know, healthcare plan has an actual plan, things like that. It's not really socialism, you know. Trump himself said he wants to repeal Obamacare and replace it with something else. If he replaces it with something else, that's going to have to be some form of socialism. Like, what do you? It's just dumb, you know. They run out of. They they just have to use these cliches to describe the Democrats, as if it's just like some tiny, tiny group of very specific people, and it's like, n no. So just a reminder, though, you know, the Republican Party, as an organization, as an entity, with, you know, the members have an R next to their name, is an organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. What they do with their time and energy in office, and the power that they have, is make certain laws that benefit primarily the top 2% or so of the population. And that's 
that's what they do. Um, and it's a common thing among the wealthy. A lot of wealthy people have very, you know, and there's certain types of organizations that really focus exclusively on the wealthy outside of the political sphere. You know, there's wealth managers, you know, among the financial advising, financial services group of people, there's wealth managers that focus almost exclusively on protecting the wealth of those individuals who have wealth, you know, real wealth and preserving it, you know. And there's all kinds of entities and people that kind of focus all their businesses on catering kind of to the wealthy. I myself, I'm kind of a person that kind of stays somewhat employed um, because the wealthy have discretionary money. Not ideal, but, you know, it is what it is, you know. They kind of get to dictate what the economy is. You know, this small group of people get to just kind of decide where money should be spent, you know. But that that's what the Republican Party does. Now, there's millions of people who are not in the top 2% of wealthy who vote for Republican anyway. One of the main reasons is uh, there's a lot of messaging about, like, the Democrats, which is the other option. The reality is the Democrats is just the other organization, primarily a sort of kind of counterpoint, although not always, to the Republican Party. Republican Party, primarily focused on the top 2%. The Democrats, you know, everybody else with wavering levels of focus on what everyone else means. You know, you'll have people with these next to the name that may not be focused on the top 2%, but are focused on the top 10%, you know. And so there's still a bottom portion of the people in the socioeconomic ladder that are kind of left off. So there are certain people with these next to their name that will go along with Republican tax cuts for the wealthy and such and corporate tax cuts. They'll kind of go along with it. Then there's other Democrats that are going to be far more progressive in favor of things like a wealth tax and a marginal tax and an estate tax. There's plenty of Democrats that are against those. There's plenty of Democrats that are for Universal health care has a right, expanding of Medicare, and they all have varying specific plans. It's a wide, huge, you know, incredibly diverse group of people representing that are in the ranks of what is called the Democratic Party. Because it's, it's just the other option. You can vote for the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy creates laws and tax laws that benefit about 2% of the population, or you can vote for the other one. But because that organization is so big and has so many different priorities and stuff, it's, you know, it's kind of a, a generic um, option, I guess, for someone like me that likes small government, balanced budget, all that kind of thing, but a small government that's focused on the basics, like health care, <laughs> keeping people safe and healthy, you know, quality education, you know, taking care of the roads and bridges and the electric grid, making sure the power turns on. And that's about it, you know, you know, some just kind of some basic, a basic foundation. What you do, what you build on the foundation is up to you. It's a free society. Our society will kind of take care of the basics. But you're beyond that. Basics, again, health care, education and skills training, 
um, you know, safe roads and bridges to get around in, you know, safe, reliable transport, public transportation type, so you can get to work and do the things you want to do, all that sort of thing. Um, you know, and just making sure that businesses are not pouring out toxic waste into, you know, a water area that people drink water from. And obviously, that's not something that should happen, you know. You shouldn't be able to just pour toxic waste into a, you know, a water well that, that would be bad, you know. So there should be things presenting, preventing that, you know. And that's perfectly within the realm of small government. Now, a government that sort of dictates to women what they can and can't do with their body, that's not really small government. A government that throws people in prison because they're growing, selling, or possessing a certain type of plant, that, that's not small government either. Government that increases the size and scope of the military and then engages in all kinds of never-ending imperialistic wars, not small government. But all three of those things are like other sort of secondary principles of the Republican Party. Beyond cutting taxes for the wealthy and corporations, it's that next three. You know, continuing to expand the de defense budget and continue to engage in never-ending wars. Um, you know, try and get Roe versus Wade repealed. And then what a clusterfuck that means if you actually do it. I'll probably get into that in a second here. So, what, what was I listening to? Okay, fine. Oh, and then, you know, continuing the war on drugs, specifically cannabis, a plant. Cannabis is a plant, not a drug, it's a plant. Plant. It's important to make that clear. The United States government banned the growing, selling, and possessing of a plant that human beings have been using for thousands of years to treat a wide variety of different ailments and such, and there's a wide variety of different reasons to use said plant. However, many years ago the federal government decided to make it illegal and many, many, many Americans have spent huge portions of their life in cages um, because they were arrested and thrown in jail for the crime of possessing, selling, or growing said plant. War on drugs, the abortion issue, imperialistic wars, massive government an in-your-face, intrusive government, but a government that the Republican Party very much supports and has allowed to grow and sort of, you know, empower by pursuing those kinds of issues. A deep dive on the implications of repealing Roe versus Wade. Whatever your opinions are on abortion, you're, you're entitled to have your opinions. You're entitled to believe what you believe, however you believe it. You're entitled to believe it. It's a free country. You're allowed to believe what you believe. Yeah. And so no... So that's... But small government. Small government. You know. So... <laughs> you, you repeal that, and then you make it abortion illegal and so you feel feel good the world's better now but now what it, it doesn't solve the problem it doesn't just go away 
it's a medical procedure that it does exist if you're uncomfortable with it then don't get it and you can certainly speak out against it you can certainly promote sex education so people practicing safe sex fewer unwanted pregnancies you can also make sure that various communities are investing in other resources as well it's not going to go down to zero obviously but but why not that but if you make it illegal well then what you know and then and then yeah so if, if every woman that becomes suspected of pregnancy she would have to sort of declare herself be on some sort of registry and then be monitored by a government agent to ensure that the pregnancy goes through or something like I don't <laughs> I don't think a lot of the people that are like like pro-life great awesome yeah I'm pro-life too I, I'm I, I don't think the government should be involved in what goes on in a woman's body but yes I'm, I'm pro-life yes I I I, re I reject the premise <laughs> that you have to be one or the other. You have to be pro-life or pro-choice. No, no. I I say no to, to that. I, I'm pro-life and I'm pro-choice. Yes, I I don't believe that abortion should be legal. I don't believe the government should be trying to make it illegal. I don't. The government should not be involved in that. I believe you should be entitled to your opinion. I am pro-life. So yes, the government should be investing in healthcare. Absolutely. Public education, skills training to help improve the quality of life for people on this planet and people in this country. Absolutely. Yes. Invest in healthcare. Yeah. Um, sex education. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Pro-life. I, I am that. Uh, but yes, I also do believe that a uh, woman has the right to choose what goes on in her body. It's not really the government's business. Not really anyone else's business for that matter either, um, except between her and her doctor and her partner. But, you know, whatever, you know, people are entitled to their opinion. But that, that, that pro-life, pro-choice, the marketing slogans to define a sort of forcing a binary position on something that is not a binary issue. It is not a this or that, you know, there is just like how I was explaining it what my views are you know you have to go into it a little you know it's not this or that there's you know and then if people a lot of the times the anti-abortion they have to use extremes in some cases complete completely fictitious stories to try to justify their point use the most extreme example that doesn't even exist in real life to try to prove your point it's like well that thing you're saying, that is that is horrible. Good thing it doesn't happen. But, you know, that's what you're going to try to say to prevent all abortions. And it's like, your example is not something that happens. This strange thing of afterbirth abortions that some Trump was trying to... Like, no, that's not a thing. Too late kind of thing. Yeah, once the baby's born... If you don't want it you have to give them up give the baby up for adoption or something you know find a guardian it's too late once the baby's actually born you, you don't you can't abort a born baby there is no such thing if you uh baby's already born and breathing and crying and all that you try to abort quote unquote well yeah you're gonna go to jail that, that that's different baby's born baby's not inside you know and anyway 
I'm not real big on obviously like real late-term abortions, but that that's needs to be between the the mother and her doctor. There there are certain specific reasons why it's almost has to happen. Also, if a woman ha decides to have abortions, she could also certainly, if she decides, it's her choice to have children later in life. You know, yeah. If it's done safely, and that's that that's the other thing. If when it's just legal and it's not a crime to get one well then you can have one by a medical professional if you're planning on having a child or looking to have a child and you want information a good place to go is planned parenthood if you're wanting to have a baby you know you're sexually active and wanting information that's a good place to go yeah they don't just do abortions there it's actually a very small percentage of what they do they do all kinds of other things. It's a health clinic, you know. So, good resource for those that are, you know, looking to have a child and want to get as much information as they can. So anyway, you know, Republican Party kind of does those things. The Democrats are just the other. Because we still don't really have true other options. The main thing is because news. The news basically presents that there is only two options. There isn't. It's just, you know, the news in and of itself, by and large, is from big massive corporations. So, that, so the corporation itself that's paying those newscasters, paying those journalists, it the thing very at the top it has a certain objective you know to increase shareholder value and all that so you know now the journalists themselves they might have varying levels of sort of uh, true understanding of that you know, like how they're getting like why they're getting assigned certain stories or whatever like many of the journalists once they pursue a story they're, they're just going to pursue it with all journalistic integrity and all that sort of thing but a lot of times, just how things are overall presented, the presenting the presidential race as just a two-horse race, you know? Why is that every year, that it's just the two, you know? Is it, in, and it seems like it is this money and ratings. We're due, I think, for a true, like, maybe in the next one, like a true, maybe a true outsider or something, you know? Maybe someone that's been... Kind of like Obama was for maybe a year or two, but an, like an an upstart, but maybe like outside of party, either option. But uh, yeah, because what I think it is is like we, we gotta find some other options for these uh, working class conservative folk. They just keep voting Republican year after year. It's it's just they think it's the only option for them. I mean, there's many of you know, Christian conservatives that genuinely believe that it's like a mandate that they vote for the people with R's next to their name. Like, they genuinely think that. Like, they, they think they're doing something that God has commanded him them to do. You know? Now, why they think that? I, I Many will bring up the abortion thing. And that that's kind of like their... And they in the olden days, like, if you know, three, four years ago, there was terms like Christian values, family values, party, and all that kind of thing. They don't really try to say that as much. The people with ours next to the name, I think it's 
you know, the cat's out of the bag. Republican Party and the people that are high-ranking members of that organization, they are what they are. There's no... I mean... So I think over the last few years, they've kind of leaned into it a little bit. And so have kind of discarded certain kind of, you know, obvious contradictions like calling themselves the Family Values Party and the Christian Values Party. The guy that they nominated was that bumbling idiot interrupting all the time and sort of just saying outrageous, stupid things at the presidential debate the other day. That was the guy that they picked, Donald Trump. They actually picked that guy twice. <laughs> they picked that guy twice. Two times. He abused his power as president, was impeached for it. They said, eh, oh well, abusing your power is not worthy of losing your job. And just let him get away with it. One lone Republican said at the impeachment that, yes, abusing your power is worthy of losing your job. Mitt Romney voted for impeachment, voted for removal. All the other Republicans voted no. Why? Well, Donald Trump had an R next to his name, and he did deliver on tax cuts for the wealthy and tax cuts for corporations. The wealthy got what they wanted. So, yeah, I don't really, I, I don't really understand undecided. There's nothing to be undecided about. What do you care about? What are your principles? What are your values? You know, as you're listing them off. Okay, compare and contrast Trump and Biden. Okay, and forget the Biden is not your ideal. He's not the perfect one. He's not the one that just in, embodies everything you're about. Okay, I get that. But how does Trump line up with what? your values are. Does he contradict them? Does he seem to be almost working against them? You know? Does he seem to be deliberately and willingly sowing dissent and chaos and an authoritarian style rule? How would those, that type of government, affect your daily life? Undecided? Make a decision. Okay? Like, obviously, Trump cannot be president. What can you do to make sure through legal, the legal process, that Trump is not the president in 2020? Okay, you can make sure you're registered to vote. It's all kinds of places. Headcount.org is a great spot. Um, all kinds of other resources. You can just Google, how do I vote? But you go to some of those official ones. Headcount.org. Check that one out. It's very easy to register. You can verify if you're registered. Get registered if you're not. And depending on where you are, there might be mail-in. There might be only poll-in. It's not like it's real difficult to vote. You know, it's a few minutes out of your day. You know, in the grand scheme of things, this one thing you got to do every four years, and maybe a little bit more often if you're actually participating. It's, you know, there, there's other elections going on. In the grand scheme of things, is it really that much effort to put in a vote? You know, undecided. I don't think I'm going to vote at all. Shut up. Just go vote, you know? If you want to vote for Mickey Mouse just to be a jackass, Mickey, vote, Mickey Mouse has gotten thousands of votes over the years. 
Donald Duck 2, all kinds of other crazy characters that get right in votes every single year. This is not really the election to do that. It's kind of serious. Do you want a continuation of democracy where you, the person who's undecided, can go on national TV and say that you're undecided, that you don't like either candidate, and you think they're both bad? You have the legal right to do that. What happens in a fascist society? You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to speak out openly what your opinions are politically on the leaders. Now, if Joe Biden is elected, yes, you'll still be able to continue doing that. You can even vote for Joe Biden and then put on a podcast and announce to the world that you think that Joe Biden's an asshole and you hate his guts. Yep, you, you, you have the right to do that. However, uh, in an authoritarian-style country, and, you, you know, wherever you can kind of use your imagination on the trajectory uh, with, with Trump in a second term with, uh, you know, sort of a, an all-gloves-off all all type thing approach, like just let him do whatever. Um, yeah, you know. He has used his power to um, go after political enemies, enemies, and to also let pardon and, and reduce sentencing for people who were loyal to him. You know, could he kick it up a notch for just regular citizens? Sure. Yeah, authoritarian countries do it all the time. Is it whatever inflating risk or something like? The, the time of sort of like, oh, you're, you're burr, 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 burr. people that were like, you can't compare them to that. That's a different, that's so much worse than all. It's like, you got to get your head out of the sand. Okay, it's it's like, shit's gotten real. And it's like the, the, the thing of like, well, it's not like a complete, no. It, let's stop basing how bad it is and pretending like it's good because it, it could be worse. Well, y yeah. It could be worse. That's not a. That's not something to aspire to. Well, at least we got here. It could be worse. Oh yay, you know. Certainly could be worse. Yeah, the the mind recoils in horror thinking of how it could be worse, given all the sort of authoritarian dictators of over the years and the power that they had access to and the vast power of the United States military. Yes, given that Donald Trump is a sociopathic narcissist who is a bumbling idiot and has no concern for others or for the job itself. Yeah, what what the fuck could he do with the levers of power? You, you know, we've seen some things and it's startling and scary and undemocratic and shouldn't be in this country. You know, I think uh maybe some people thought that you know, like after the the Vietnam conflict and all the protests from that, and like the um, you know Kent State shooting, National Guard murdering a college student, they were protesting, and then all of a sudden National Guard come, and then there's like rocks thrown at the guard, so then they start advancing upon college students and fire upon them, and this was like a recurring thing, and happened. It wasn't that wasn't the only campus where it happened at. Um, so it has been a part of our history, certainly during the Civil Rights Movement police, you know, firing upon and, and uh, all kinds of violence towards people, just exercising the right, not committing any crime.
you know. But uh, Trump has been trying to kind of ratchet that back up. He wants that time again. So th there's another time when America was great in Trump's mind. Um, when, the, when there was the, a very aggressive police state on anyone that was sort of speaking out on the inequality of things and demanding justice, equality for all. When the police would like very publicly and brutally attack those kinds of people. I think Donald Trump really likes those police, you know, like those, um, was it Chicago? The police that wore like the blue helmets and then the, they were like just running around beating people with batons and stuff. I think it was like the 68 uh, Democratic Convention. Trump is the guy that roots for the cop in that one. He, he likes that. He likes the beating up of the quote-unquote hippie or something, you know. I definitely identify more with the hippies, you know. But he definitely represents the kind of oppressive authoritarian state. A government that is for Trump, by Trump, and exclusively caters to the whims and desires of Trump. Still undecided? Undecided about what, you know? You're just going to keep on living your life, no matter what type of government is in place. <laughs> you, God bless your heart, naive person, you know. We can still have half the country just not participate at all and just be completely indifferent and just allow fascism to grow and it won't have any effect on their lives. Yeah, sure, uh-huh, okay, <laughs> Uh, I mean, my my pay to you know it it. If you Google fascism, you know I haven't done it in a while, but you know, pictures or something. Yeah, you're gonna see some messed up stuff. Now it's a different time and different place, and with a different leader that was leading it. So, fascism isn't like a monolithic specific thing. It's more of a kind of an idea, a way of ruling. You know, it's it's a rule by force, oppression, division, and corruption, catering to the aristocracy, violent suppression of other. Whoever other is depends on the affluent ruling class. But uh, for Trump, other is all kinds of people. I'm another. You know, most people I know would be an other of some kind. Probably even people among his MAGA crowd that he would, if he met them personally, he'd probably consider them an other in some way. You know, they're outside his definition of a an American in some way. You know, they had a grandparent that emigrated from Colombia, so or whatever. Um, you know, they speak English as their second language and and learned to speak it at eight and, and became a devout Republican. He, he would think of them as another. You know, you have any other skin color than white, he's going to think of you as an other. If you're poor, you're other. You know, if you're from another country, born in another country, any other language besides a very specific interpretation of Christianity, uh, you're another. Um, so, if you're a leftist, if you're a Democrat, if you're a progressive, other. So, the reality is the majority of the country is other to Trump. 
they're they're outside of his definition of what it means to be an American. And he has a very narrow, um, warped view of what American America is. There's no reason to be undecided. I get being less than like joyous and pumped up for the vote of Joe Biden. But take a step back, okay? Your right to be openly dismissive of the whole process is a wonderful right. You have the right to be indifferent, to not care, to publicly proclaim that you don't give a shit because you don't think either one of them are any good. You have the right to say that. Think of that. It's a wonderful thing. You can even call out the president by name if you want and broadcast it to the world. It's a free country. Now, you can't, you can't make any threats or anything, so don't do that. But, you know, that's a wonderful right. How do you live your life? What do you do? Do you like being able to do that? How does that change if it's a fascist-style rule? Well, it, it could change a lot. It could change a whole bunch. You know, there's rules on all kinds of things in an authoritarian state. And violence and oppression for anyone that disagrees. And uh, the time for being dismissive of what Trump represents is long past. No, he should not have ever gotten the nomination, but he did. No, he should not have gotten confirmed by the Electoral College when he lost the vote, but he did. And, you know, no, it shouldn't have taken the Democrats so long to start the impeachment, but it did. When the impeachment finally did start, and all the mountain of evidence was re revealed, revealing he abused his power, among many other things, obstructed justice, and was just clearly and obviously unfit to be president in every which way, did the Republicans do anything? No, no, they did not. You know. So it's just... So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's time for those undecideds to make up their mind, make up your mind. Now, if you're just, if you want to be that stubborn about it, like my vote doesn't matter, I'm not going to vote, it's because you don't want to be an adult and you want to be indifferent to the whole thing. See if mail-in voting is an option in your state. And then you're like, oh, Trump's going to try to just... Look. There's a whole other kind of quagmire of problems if Trump tries to go through with that. There's going to be millions of people, including Republicans, by the way, that are going to be mailing in vote, including Trump himself. He's going to throw out his own ballot, and of course not. Trump uses mail-in voting. Most successful people use mail-in voting. If you're a successful person, you're not going to spend several hours out of your day, on midday on a Tuesday, to go vote. You're just going to mail it at your own convenience. Mail it in. Yeah. What's the point in discouraging mail-in voting for the masses? To make it harder to vote. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's the reason that Trump is doing that. But you can mail-in vote. 
get it mailed to you fill it out you know it's it's not that much work and if you super stubborn about I don't like either one just remember there are other people and it's not a wasted vote if some of the third-party candidates get enough votes they could get better representation moving forward and remember there's also the down ballots the Senate races this year are big very important um, the Senate has a lot of power if it's controlled by the Republican Party remember keep in mind that organization, all the people with R's next to their name, their primary objective, cutting taxes for the wealthy and cutting taxes for corporations. That's it. That's what they do. Now, they're going to tell you all kinds of other stuff during their campaign. They're going to talk all kinds of, the Democrats are raising taxes, you know, and they'll tack ad nauseum. They're going to say whatever they need to say to convince you, the regular non-wealthy person. To vote for them are they going to do anything that's going to make your life better no 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 <laughs> that's not what they do that's not a concern of theirs you know they might say uh, you know point wag a finger or two every once in a while at trump if he gets real crazy but you know most time they'll just kind of go along with it because yeah he cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations, and that's that's what they do. He, and he did it right away. He didn't even waste any time. He, he was in office for like a couple months, and then poof, got a big tax cut. Why was he looking to cut taxes for the wealthy? Because he was massively in debt. And he was hoping that he can raise, you know, the tax deductible limit on losses, so he wouldn't have to pay any taxes. Um, and I don't know, but. That's not going to help him with his uh, loans that are due. <laughs> He's probably going to have to liquidate some assets and stuff. He's a relief. Trump is so fucked. I don't know. I, I'm hoping that moving forward, people can aspire to something better. Participate more. You know, if they don't like either candidate, then what did you do to help other candidates you know come into view or something you know like what are you wanting in a candidate what does that even mean if you're undecided when the two options are biden and trump the two could not be more different yes they're they're both old white guys that's it that's what they have in common one's very successful one is not you know one is a serious adult with a long history of in public service the other is a con man you know, it's a um, it's a clear choice. Not voting is not not a real choice. That means you just don't care, and it means you're indifferent to what will happen if an authoritarian government dictate dictates to you how to live. You're okay with that. If you're not okay with that, then you better vote. <laughs> Are you undecided about whether or not you want to be a citizen of a fascist state? Is that still a are you undecided about that? Trump equals fascism. Don't watch Fox News. I mean, if you do, be aware that it's propaganda. So they're going to be telling you all kinds of stuff. <laughs> you know, that you got to vote Republican. You got to support Trump. A common thing with fascism is state media. Yeah. <laughs> it's common in North Korea and Russia and any country that's 
ruled by a, an authoritarian. So we already kind of have that. But fascism is going to be much different in a country that's been based, that was based on democratic, it was founded on democratic principles. The entire foundation is democracy. So fascism is a complete opposite. It, it subverts the entire thing that we have here in this country. So it'd get, you get another four years of Trump or you, he gets reelected, it, it, you know, it's like the, it's like a circular or something with the law and order. Like he says law and order, but he is breaking, breaking the law. And, but then if he gets confirmed, reelected, then it almost guarantees that he gets to decide what the law is. He has the say. There is no law and order. It's just whatever. It's Trump's order, or something. You know, um, the the entire three separate unique branches, the entire voting system. That what it means to truly be an American starts changing quite a bit more drastically if Trump gets reelected. That is a vote for fascism. The crazy thing with democracy is that you have the very right to choose whoever you want. You have the right to not choose. <laughs> and about half the voting population does that every election. They just choose to not choose. They choose to not do anything. They choose to not take a few minutes out of their day and if their state offers mail-in to just have it mailed to them and fill it out at their convenience and drop it off the mailbox. They just choose not even to do that or to even go into a polling station. About half just chooses nothing. You know? So, with a democratic society, you know, you very well could, a society could just sort of inadvertently or whatever choose its own demise. If you choose fascism, you basically choose the right to eventually lose your own rights to eventually lose the right to vote under a fascist government under some edict down the road there's an emergency declared and voting is suspended until further notice or something because there's a flaw in the system that's what Trump's already trying now in his first term you know could the uh, two-term limit amendment get repealed oh you betcha <laughs> Could they just start rewriting the laws because he has a ton of enablers around him that are getting vast power and fame by supporting him and money? Could they continue to, you know, bend all codes of morals and ethics in order to appease Trump to benefit their own personal lives, even though it would have vast detriment to masses of people in this country? Yeah, there, there's definitely people around Trump that are like that. Birds of a feather flock together. So yeah, the type of people that are with Trump still in his White House to this day, years into it, that's a certain type of person, you know. Maybe there's a few that are just diehard Americans and they're trying to be some kind of stabilizing force, but I wouldn't... There's probably not too many of those. There's probably a lot like Stephen Miller, that are there because, yeah, they're, they're, they're almost getting high off the feeling of, you know, 
being able to dictate all these sort of racist, cruel policies. He's a sinister little shit. And there's all kinds of them. Trump and all the people he surrounds himself with are this, these sort of conniving, ruthless, cruel people. Not every single one of them, but a lot of them. You know, there's a bunch of just, you know, and that's what you're voting for. When you're voting for a candidate, you're not just voting for that one person. You're voting for people that they're going to surround themselves with. So Joe Biden, you also get Kamala Harris. Uh, Bernie Sanders has supported Biden, along with many other Democratic candidates, along with a lot of, if you're into that, celebrities and movie stars and stuff like that. Trump has, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham. Trump's VP is Mike Pence. That's another thing that might help if you're undecided. Go find some way and find who are the people that are supporting each respective candidate, like big names. Go through the list of names. Which list of names would you want to be a part of? So, one thing I did, like there's an organization I'm a member of. Some of the names are uh, Al Michaels, Pat Riley, Bob Barker, um, Paul Rudd, Joe Buck, um, Kurt Menefee. Uh, Eli Manning, Archie Manning, um, a bunch of other names too. So that's one list of names, and they all have something in common. They were all a member of one particular organization. The other list of names will, will say, you know, Republican Party. Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, uh, Jim Jordan, Marco Rubio, Devin Nunes, uh, Trump, Mike Pence, mm. Now, the first list of names was all Sigma News, which I am a member of, Sigma New. That first list of names, yeah, I like having an association with them. I love the fact that I'm a Sigma New. I have some sort of connection with those, that first list of names. You know, Archie Manning, Eli Manning, um, you know, Bob Barker, Pat Riley, Al Michaels. I mean, Joe Buck, Paul Wright. There's There's a lot of really great names on that list, you know. And then there's people that I knew specifically that were in my chapter and stuff. Great people. You know? But when it comes... And, amazingly, there's weird crossover. You know? Some of my Sigma Nu brothers are... Support the Republican Party. Which makes it confusing sometimes. Because So I know that that's why I always want to be clear when talking about Republicans. It's talking about this very specific people with R's next to their name. Not the people that support that organization. Those are two separate groups, you know. There's a lot of, most of the people that vote Republican are good, hard-working people. You know, with a code of ethics and stuff. You know, set of morals. They work hard. They save their money. They consider the, themselves conservative. Yeah, small government. Absolutely. Sounds great to me. They just got tricked, you know. They got lulled into something. And they're loyal, you know. And the Republican Party took advantage of that loyalty. But hopefully Joe Biden will take over soon. Next inauguration day will be Joe Biden's. And Trump will fade off into memory, and we can overcome this fascist nightmare. One can hope.
So make sure you're registered to vote. Get that done early so you know, you know it's done. Stay safe out there. Wear your mask. God bless. This is Gary. Thinking out loud.